Right, so Ephesians chapter 4. Just on the functions of people in the body of Christ, the functions of people uh, all over the world, and maybe just give some light on that. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. It says, verse 4, there is one body, one spirit, just as there is also one hope that belongs to the calling you received. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of us all, who is above all, sovereign over all, pervading all, and living in us all. Okay. So, in God... Okay, there's one Father, there's one Spirit, there's one faith, there's one body. Right? So, the outset of this, he says, one body, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One hope, and one baptism. So all these things, all believers have in common. And we are one body. And we have one Father who is sovereign over us all. So, before the Father, all of us, are made equal. Now he says, Yet grace was given to each of us individually, not indiscriminately, but in different ways, in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich, bounteous gift. So, he gave grace to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquished foes, and he bestowed gifts on men. When he, Christ, when he ascended, Led captivity captive. Okay. And he bestowed gifts to all men. So there's a gift and there are gifts. Okay. So just we could jump to James chapter 1. And he says... Verse 16, do not be misled, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift, free, large, full gift, is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light, in the shining of whom there can be no variation 
rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning. So he ascended to the Father. <laughs> One Father. All the gifts, this gift and this gift, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. Descends from the Father. So Jesus was a gift that descended. Then he ascended and he gave gifts. Okay? He led captivity captive. And he gave gifts. But all these gifts are from the Father. And all these gifts are good and perfect. Okay? Right. Back to Ephesians chapter 4. So now he says, but he ascended. Now what can this he ascended mean, but that he had previously descended from the heights of heaven into the depths of the lower parts of the earth. So he was with the Father, he descended as a gift. He did what he needed to do, and he ascended, and he gave gifts. All right? So he descended. He who descended is the very same as he who also ascended high above the heavens. That he, his presence, might fill all things, the whole universe, from the lowest to the highest. And his gifts were varied. So he came down, filled, filled this place with his presence, went up, filled the place with his presence, sent gifts. Bringing his presence. But the gifts were varied. He gave men to us. Okay, it can be women also. Women. <laughs> All right. Appointed gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers. Some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders. Some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries. Some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. So there's various gifts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And all of these gifts represent this gift. And the only reason why these gifts were given or sent, given, is because he ascended to the Father. So in John 14, 12, he will do this. If anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will do the works that I do, and even greater works than these, because I will I go to my father. I ascend to the Father. So all these guys must do the works of Jesus because they represent him. All these guys must say what he says because they represent him. So Jesus only said what the Father said. Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. 
He was busy with his father's business. So now he sent us to the world, but different functions, same spirit, same faith, same body, same hope, same baptism, same father. All right? So we will all say more or less the same thing, speaking of the cross of Christ, the forgiveness of sins, the blood of Jesus. And all of us more or less will do signs, wonders, and miracles, healings at least. So there must be some form of representation of the works of Christ for these people. So all of them, if anyone steadfastly believe, he will do the works of my Father. And even greater works. Because I go to my Father. The works that I do is the works of the Father because he says, only do what the Father does. Okay. Different works. Different, but it's different functions. So, the teachers will teach. The pastors will teach, the evangelists will teach, the prophets will teach, the apostles will teach. The teachers will preach, the pastors will preach, evangelists will preach, the prophets will preach, the apostles will preach. The teachers will heal the sick, the pastors will heal the sick, the evangelists will heal the sick, the prophets will heal the sick, the apostles will heal the sick. The teachers will prophesy. The pastors will prophesy. The evangelists will prophesy. The prophets will prophesy, obviously. And the apostles prophesy. So a lot of what they say is the same thing. But there's a difference in function. Some of them focus more or are stronger gifted in certain areas. Okay. Now... All of these have again one purpose. Right. His gifts were varied. He is himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints okay so the perfecting the equipping of the saints who are the saints to the saints at Ephesus to the saint at Colossae Everyone who believes, who have been washed in the blood, made holy. Perfecting and equipping. Perfecting in their consciences, equipping to do the work of ministry. So he says here, his intention was the perfecting and full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full accurate knowledge of the Son of God. 
that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and the completeness found in him. So this guy shows one aspect of Christ, another aspect of Christ, another aspect of Christ, another aspect, another aspect of Christ. All of them together have one purpose to perfect and equip the saints for the work of ministry until we all attain oneness in the faith. And get to the manifestation of the fullness of the stature of the Son. So if someone is a gift, that person will equip you to do what he's doing but to go beyond him. If someone is a gift, he will also be open to someone else who ministers in an area where he's not proficient. So they minister to one another. They receive one another and minister to one another. They minister to the saints so that the saints can in turn also be gifts. Because... The moment you received something, the Holy Spirit will send you to do something. It might be in the same local church. It might be to begin a different ministry in a different place. It might be to be a traveling minister. It might be to care for the flock at a certain place. It might be to teach certain principles in the kingdom. It might be to direct the church and correct the church. It might be the oversight of all the churches. It might, it's different functions. It might be a combination of these things. But the aim is to get others to do what we're doing. Okay, so, when is someone a gift in your life? Someone is a gift in your life when you, under their influence, you come closer to Christ. You come closer to the one Father, the one Spirit, the one faith, one body, one hope, one baptism. When you are built up into the fullness of the stature of the Son. When you start reflecting more of the fullness of the stature of the Son. When you can start hearing the voice of the Father, the Spirit, and Christ clearly. So that you can clearly, boldly start doing the work of the ministry, guess what? Then you become a gift to someone else. Okay. So now, a gift means it is for free. The revelation of a gift is it's free. I didn't have to do something for God to send someone to me. He sent someone to me to help. So he sends out these people to the whole earth, going to all the world, apostles, and preach the gospel to every creature. And those who believe, these signs will follow them that believe. Signs, wonders, miracles. Say so they will start doing what the apostles did. Do you see the, the pattern there? Okay. So... Uh, the function of a, of a gift is to multiply himself into someone else. 
and if someone else has received it and they start operating in it, they can receive someone else and receive what they have until they do what they do, until we all attain the oneness in Christ. And you can search out mysteries in God that this person that ministered to you, whoever that is, has not seen. And then you can be the gift and whoever is hungry for it can receive you. Okay, so we're not talking about, we're not talking about ranks. Okay, so when we start talking about authority in the church, how does this work? Because we clearly see the apostles had some authority in the church. There were people appointed deacons, there were people appointed you know, in different functions, and they had some authority, and that authority came from somewhere. Okay, firstly, God sent the gifts. So they have, uh, by designation, they have authority from Christ because He sent them. How did they get it? They received the one whom He sent. You know, John chapter 6. What are we to do that we might be working the works of God? This is the work that God asks of you. Believe in the one whom God has sent. So there was the one whom God has sent. So then the twelve received him. And they became sent. Go into all the world. So now they minister. And people get up, stand up in, this, in, in Christ. And they are sent. Okay. So the authority comes from Christ it flows from the head but it comes to the heart of those who believe those who receive it okay so now this authority is about its kingdom authority so if it's kingdom authority it is by grace which means the more grace we receive from Christ for whatever function whatever purpose the more authority we will have the authority is not for manipulating. It is not for uh, control. The authority is for freedom. What do I use my authority for? Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, open blind eyes, to teach, to preach, to heal, to bring the influence of Christ to someone's heart. So if someone does not receive me, I'm not a gift to that person. But if they do not receive me, they do not receive the one who sent me. Okay, so I can't say I have authority over you because I am a gift sent from God to you and then tell you to um, do things that violate your conscience. The moment I start violating your conscience, at that moment I'm not being a gift because 
I forgot the purpose. <laughs> now self is in the picture. Okay? So when someone, when their aim is to be under the influence of the anointing and to bring someone to Christ and equip them to do the works of Christ, they're a gift. Okay. So if I can use the example of John G. Lake. He went to a ministry of John Alexander Dowie. Okay? Bit of an abrasive guy. You don't know, he's like, okay? Miracles. So, miracles. So, John Lake's family, a lot of his brothers and sisters died because of sickness. And he realized this guy's got something. So he went and he received. And he was equipped. And he received the anointing and the power to heal. And some of the, the people were saved. You know, and John received from God, but he received from a man of God a gift in his life. Before he went to John Alexander Dowie, he could not do those things. So it saved him time. Because God could just impart to him what John Alexander Dowie had instead of having to start from scratch with John Lake. So he received him. But later on, John Alexander Dowie started getting deceived. And he proclaimed, I am Elijah. And he wore funny robes and all kinds of things. And, and so that influence started getting a bit warped. So he left. But he received something, so John Lake became a gift. He taught so many people all over the world how to heal the sick. But he's been doing it all. He had healing rooms. He came to South Africa and he started hundreds of churches all over the country. The AFM that we have now is the result of it. Okay, so... Hundreds of churches all over the country. Thousands of people got healed. I mean, they went there to Cape Town in the early 1900s, and there was the plague. And like a nurse was the highest paid job in the country because people just kept on dying. People didn't want to look, care, after, care for the sick because the thing is so contagious and they didn't have any, any way of, of helping these people. So John Lake, no one wanted to bury the people because contact with them brings, brings the sickness. So John started, you know, helping him and church members started burying the people. And then they realized that he's not getting sick. All right? So, and then he said, you know, he's helping here and there and he's helping. He's not getting sick. So they said, listen, why don't you get sick? He said, the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, has set me free from the law of sin and death. Romans chapter 8. So they laughed. He said, bring your germs. University of Cape Town, under a microscope, they put the germs on his hand and the germs died. Under a microscope, a microscope at the University of Cape Town. So it's documented. It's, it happened. Spiritual authority. His authority meant no sickness could get on him. No darkness had authority over him. 
but his authority also meant it was meant for the good of people, not to control people. Listen, a preacher has no business telling you who you marry or you don't marry. A preacher, unless God gives him a specific word and says, warn that person not to get married, and then, but then you still make the choice yourself. But when preachers start walking in this thing like, no, you can't marry when, if we don't approve it, and we will, we will tell you to get married to you. Hey, that's not authority. That's bondage. That's manipulation, and that's control. It's not spiritual authority at all. When a preacher, if a preacher has a certain influence on you, that preacher will cause you to hear God more. So if I'm doing my job, you will hear God for yourself. Clearer and clearer and more, more and more and more freedom. So, if you say with conviction in your heart, I heard this from God. I'm not going to stop you. It's not my place to tell you what God said to you or what he didn't say to you. But it's my place to roll away hindrances so that you can hear him clearer and better. So I can bring truth and I can minister the spirit and I can minister joy and I can minister peace. All of that creates an environment for you to hear his voice clearer and clearer clearer so when you say god said this then okay god said that if you come to me and said maybe i missed it god didn't say it so let's pray but i'm not going to tell you listen god will not say this to you it's not my place but it's my place to minister to you so that you can hear his voice i have to give you benefit of the doubt because if i don't start moving into control and manipulation now i've taught you for years how you can hear the voice of god now you finally start hearing and you have confidence i'm hearing the voice of the lord and now i tell you no you're not hearing god hmm. i don't want to move here this is not where we this is not where our authority lies our authority is in by grace helping you to see Christ and to resemble and reflect Christ until we all attain fullness of the stature of the Son my job is to direct you to see him to hear him to look at him and him in me will help you to see him, to hear him, and to look at him. Okay? So, it means you live by your conscience, not by mine. You hear God for yourself, not for me. I don't hear God for you. You live by your conscience. All right? John chapter 14. Right, verse 26 says, 
But the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. Have you heard about that? Okay. And he will cause you to recall, to remind you, to bring to remembrance everything I have told you. Peace I leave with you. It's just something else I also want to Right, First John chapter 2, just wanted to get this one together with that other one. First John chapter 2 says, verse 27, he says, But as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, the unction, which you received from him, received from him, abides in you permanently in you so then you have no need that anyone should instruct you but just as his anointing teaches you concerning everything and is true and is no falsehood so you must abide in live in never depart from him being rooted in him knit to him just as his anointing has taught you so the comforter will come and he will teach you all things the anointing will teach you and you have no need that anyone else instruct you. Okay. Now people stay away from church because the anointing will teach me. Now people don't go to someone who teaches them because the anointing will teach me. Okay. What makes these people apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers? The anointing. So when they teach you, who's teaching you? the anointing so where did they get it oh they humbled themselves and they sat and they received apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers and they taught them and they received the anointing now that they have it they hear god clearer because that's our job just to help people hear god clearer to help people see God, to help people look close to Jesus, stay close to him, be connected with him, like just like it said, just like the anointing is instructed. It removes the hindrances so that people can live close to Jesus. So after they've received these people who minister, they're given, they are sent, they, are, they believe in Jesus, and all of this is by one faith, one Father, one Spirit, one body. It's all by the anointing. And another word for the anointing is Christ. Grace, a measure of grace, has been given to the measure of Christ, the anointing's gift. Christ, the anointing. He ascended, led captivity captive. Christ, the anointing, gave gifts. Christ, the anointing, sent apostles, prophets, evangelists, prophets, teachers. Okay? With one purpose. Perfecting, equipping of the saints to do what they do. But even more, to reach the fullness stature of the Son of God. Okay? So, 
receive, receive. These guys all have the anointing teaching. They listen to the anointing. All right? But they also listen to the anointing on one another's lives. They are open to instruction from God from one another. Listen, if an anointed prophet comes into this place and he gives me a word, I pay attention. I do. If an evangelist comes, I open and I receive that anointing to evangelize. If another preacher comes, I receive from me. Whatever the people, they can do what they want, but I receive from me. If a pastor comes, I receive that anointing so I can be a better pastor. If a teacher comes, I receive so I can be a better teacher. If a prophet comes, oh man, I want to prophesy. I receive, but if he speaks a word, I listen. Okay? Because it's the anointing teaching us. Every time we receive it, we manifest another aspect of the anointing or the Christ. So, these people minister by the Holy Spirit. These people are not the Holy Spirit. They minister the Holy Spirit to you. And when you receive what they minister, you receive authority over what God has appointed you. You start receiving the grace that's on their lives. You start operating in what they operate and maybe even more. And it's not for manipulation. It's not for control. But it's for freedom. So never step into that trap that so many preachers step into. That says, because I'm a gift to you, I have control over your thoughts, control over where you live, what you do, who you date, who you marry. Somewhere I need to trust what I minister to people to be the right fruit. So you have a responsibility to listen to the anointing. Remember the example of John G. Lake and John Alexander Dowie. Always receive what is from God, what the anointing speaks, what, what clears your conscience, what gives you freedom in your conscience. And spit out the bones to control the manipulation, the faults of people. Receive Christ, but don't receive the flesh. Okay? So spiritual authority has to do with the influence that we as preachers have on the hearts of people. The influence that we can have on the situations, sickness, speak a word only and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority. Do you see? 
Jesus didn't even manipulate or try to control Judas. He knew Judas was stealing his money, but he still gave him freedom. He knew Judas would betray him before the time, but he was still among them. Okay? We have our own responsibility to keep our hearts open for the truth, for the gift of Christ, and to test everything by the conscience, by the word. If I tell you something that violates your conscience, you must test it by the word. If it's not true, don't let it into your heart. Serious. So, authority has to do with how we represent Christ towards people and how we manifest Christ towards them and impart Christ to them. That's our mandate and that's what we have grace for. Now, the word grace. I love 2 Corinthians 6's example or description of grace. It says, laboring together as God's fellow workers. So we all labor together as God's fellow workers with him. We beg of you not to receive the grace of God in vain. That merciful kindness. Speak, this is now grace. That merciful kindness by which God exerts his holy influence on souls and turns them to Christ, keeping and strengthening them. That's grace. So this is what makes someone a gift. Holy influence. For, for as much as that influence is not holy, don't receive it. If the influence is holy, receive it. Holy influence on the hearts of people that turns people to Christ, strengthening them and keeping Him. Holy influence on souls turns them to Christ, keeping, strengthening them. But now, if you receive it, don't receive it to no purpose. So the authority is grace. None of these people have it without grace. The grace is that power, is that authority. Jesus was not someone who lorded over people. He wasn't like Herod. He wasn't like the Romans. He just wanted people to be free. He was their servant, a servant king, serving them with love serving them with freedom, taking their sins, their punishment upon himself so that they can go free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Okay, so, if you come to me and you say, I heard God speak to me and I believe I must now tomorrow go to Cape Town and start a ministry. I'll say, okay, let me pray with you. So, if I'm not sure it's God's will, I will just say, Lord Jesus, I just pray that you clearly speak another time. I pray that you clearly con uh, confirm this. 
I pray that you speak, that there be no uh, doubt. So I pray, let him hear clearer, let him hear more. Okay? So let's just give it a few days. Let, let God speak and confirm it again. Okay? If I disagree. If, I, if it witnesses, then it's okay. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for grace. Let him go and change the world. Amen. But if you want to go, you go. <laughs> if you realize a week later, mm, or if you ask me my opinion, you say, do you think it's God? I say, give me a few days, I'll pray about it. You see the difference there? I can tell you what I think, but I can't tell you God cannot say this to you. Are you hearing me? If you don't have the freedom to go anytime, then you're not free. You're not here because you have to be here. You're here because you want to be here. <laughs> okay? You're here because you got a word and you, you believe God influenced you to come here to serve and to learn i believe that was a word from god i think you're serving amazingly and you're learning a lot everyone can see the fruit so perfectly in god's will okay so but still still even so if you decide no i don't want to do this anymore then okay the door is the door remains open bless you but we can't go here all right okay so the purpose is after you've received you reflect more of the fullness of the stature of the son you reflect more of Christ more of his authority more of his power more of his glory Usually that comes by serving somewhere where you can receive impartation. Okay. So there are people who who's blazing the trail. There are people who opens the road for others. Okay. But sometimes the road they walk is because there was no one else to receive in their generation. Okay? But when they see someone, they receive. Now, if I think of Prophet Kubis van Rinsberg, I mean, in his generation, he was persecuted. Everyone told him he was wrong. Everyone told him he can't, he can't do it. He will never be a preacher. Okay? And, uh, but he was just hungry. If someone comes to town, he's there receiving. Went to America, called out by Lester Sumrall. Spent days with him, laying hands on him. Gave him what he received from William, what's it? Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth, me William, me. Bar Anna Williams. <laughs> so, but he was there, hungry, 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 receiving, receiving. So, listening to tapes, listening to tapes, listening to tapes. Working on his car, listening to tapes. Doing other stuff, working in the ceiling, listening to tapes, listening to sermons. Always ready to receive. But in his generation, no one wants him. So he opened up a way for others. Okay? 
um, so in certain areas, in certain aspects, we will somewhere blaze a trail for others. The Holy Spirit will be there to teach you all you need. But receive the ones that he speaks through. The anointing will use people. He will speak to you directly. But he will, the anointing will teach you all things. Okay. So these people have a function in the body. But all of them are submitted and subject to the authority of Christ. You follow Christ. Okay. Right, so we're not here to build our own kingdoms. We're not here to build the kingdoms of someone else. We're just here to do what Jesus says. And the effect of it must be the perfecting and the equipping of people so that we can all have one faith and walk in the fullness of Christ. Good? Happy? Right? Amen. <laughs> Whoa.